All right. You so, got me? Yeah, we're here. Um, welcome to um, Red River Podcast, um, as usual. To my left over here is Parker. I am here. Hello. We, uh, today's a little different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to hear some background noise because we are not in a basement right now. We're we are actually, on location. Yeah, we're uh, over at... Uh, we call it ambiance. Yeah, <laughs> or, uh, yeah, that's all. So, um, but it just was something that popped up and we, you know, we get to talk to a musical, basically, uh, influence of mine, like for the last 20 years. So this is, I'm a little nervous about this right now. So, but uh, (laughs) welcome, uh, Matt Pryor. Hello. What's going on? Just chilling. I think, uh. Is can you hear me? Yeah, I, I can hear right? you. Yep. Um, Is that so better? You want me to eat the mic? <laughs> yeah, why not? get sexy with it? That's all right. I, I, I could cut it back later. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> is this the last show on the acoustic tour? Uh, we have we're doing the West Coast next month. Next month, yeah. yeah. So it was like in May, mm-hmm. and you guys played uh, Vitus like last night. How cool is that bar, right? They certainly think it's cool. Oh. <laughs> no, it's fine. That's it's my just, buddy's bar. No, I actually I know the guy, I know I think okay. we have a similar buddy, but like okay. it's a very it's a very cool bar. I just get this kind of like Brooklyn hipster metal bar thing mm-hmm. that's just kind of like really, and and you know. It just reminds me of Hover Near Fame. I'm just kidding. Gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm just busting balls. <laughs> are we going to do Hover Near Fame right now? No. Um, but yeah, um, so he, he was like a complete inspiration already because they, they've been doing a podcast out of there. Oh, nice. Yeah, so they've been... I, you know what it is? I listen to it, and it's just like everything that they talk about, I give a shit about. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be... Like just complete like metal or like fucking Long Island Twisted Sister stuff, so it's mm-hmm. like regional. And they had one of my favorite bands on, Sam I Am was the last nice. show they did. So cool. huge, huge influence. So nice. Um I see that you have your daughter with you, Lily. Yes. She's here somewhere. Yeah, I saw her. Um my cousin posted a video of the Elliott Smith cover last night. Yeah. So huge influence on me. Oh cool. Um probably play it tonight. Yeah, let me ask you, um, being that I, I know that sometimes, like you know, in in the past that you you did get homesick, um, is is having her around like that's got to be amazing then, right? Uh, yeah, no, I mean she's really talented, so and it's it's helpful. It's yeah. not. I mean, I have my wife's actually here today oh. too, like just for these last two shows. Cool, because we're going. She's flying home with us tomorrow, and then. Uh, but yeah, I mean the the end goal would be to take all three kids and the wife and the dogs. In an RV and just like go on tour for a year. Partridge, yeah, yeah. Not well, um, less cheesy. Well, I less, mean, less bell bottoms. Of course, like uh, you know, the priors. That's all. So, um, so and and I know that she's she's writing music too, right? Hmm. So, uh, did she make a record yet? She started recording. We've kind of been talking about because it's one of those things where like I don't want to push her to do something that she. Just kind of like letting it happen organically, and it's like, well, what do you want to do next? And I was like, she's like, what do you think I should do next? And I'm like, I think you should make a record. And she's like, okay. So that's probably starting this summer. We'll start working on that. And, and um, I, she, she's pretty young, right? Like she's 15. So I mean, touring is just like obviously she's got to tour with 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 you. Yeah. So for but now. still, yeah. that's great. Yeah. So um, how have the there's worse bands to tour with. <laughs> <laughs> um, how has the uh, how, how has the show has been going? Great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, other than one show of the three tours we've done so far, everyone's been cool. Even though she's underage, of letting her play, and then uh, she's just 
she's been killing it yeah. every night. No, I hear. And I like, get a lot of people like, yeah, you're a big influence to me. Your daughter's voice is amazing. You're okay too. <laughs> no, that's that's kind of like like where I was. Like uh, my uh, cousin's uh, wife posted that video from Vitus yesterday, and she was just like, "Holy shit!" She like Lily Pryor, like mm-hmm. amazing voice. So, and obviously we're all huge fans of uh, you know like Get Up Kids and New Amsterdam stuff like that. Um, so it's been four years since like let's see, you did since what? You did you did <laughs> didn't you, you did the new record Memento Mori? Yeah, that came out this year. This year, right? And then four years. Wasn't that like the last thing you did was uh, wrist? Wrist litter was 2013, like the end of 2013. Is that right? Yeah. Wow, really? It's been that long. Okay. So sure, it's been yeah. But the, this new one's been done for a while. It just it it wanted to time it so that it came out at a point when I was going to be able to go out and promote it. So yeah. if we finished it like last June maybe so I've been sitting on it for a little bit and it's it's super stripped down mm-hmm. which is basically you it really works which for what we're gonna see tonight mm-hmm. here um, is that something like intentional that you just need? I mean that was part of it the whole record's also just really sad for the most part so uh, yeah. it kind of worked thematically with it being stripped down but then also just the practicality of it like I can't afford to take a band out you know what I mean like so you know but it's still good like you could still like you know, you you write the type of songs where you can just do that. You can just book a tour by yourself, yeah. and like the songs, like even with something like "I'm a Loner, Dottie." Like I'm like, how is this gonna work? And then I saw like a version of it, and I'm like, he made it work. You can do it for pretty much anything. The four minute mile stuff is tricky because it's of like, course uh, it's a lot of like double guitar things like playing off of each other, and so it just sounds weird. Like it's, but um, I mean, you, you can make it work. At the core, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, if you ultimately, I, in my opinion, if you can't boil a song down to being able to play it with one person, then it's not really that strong of a song. It's not that good. Like it's just in terms of like strictest, purest songwriting. Like you know, sometimes if you got a good beat or a good groove, then that's better than the the vocals or the lyrics or the melody. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you need to strip down like the chronic to just. <laughs> The vocals and the, you know, it's yeah. like you need that groove. That's what and, makes it and work. also what helps, like I think your songs is like you're super melody driven. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, and your voice is very distinct. And same thing with Dan. Mm-hmm. Like, like you, when you hear Matt's voice or Dan's voice at Andriano, obviously, um, it's like you know that you're just gonna get like this almost like instantaneous melody that mm-hmm. you're by the like second verse you're and Dan's gonna, a really fantastic songwriter like he's really had a really good sense of melody and a really like and their harmonies too right uh-huh. like, well and then I, I keep making this joke because I've we've been doing this long enough now that I keep forgetting that some of his songs that he's playing are actually rock songs and we yeah. saw the tr- we played with the trio two weekends ago at when we were young yeah and I was just like oh right there's like breakdowns <laughs> and stuff and then like there's this one song and I was like I've been singing a harmony in my head to what he sings and then Skiba sings a different harmony when they play it for real and I was like no nope, I don't like Skiba's harmony as much as mine you gotta worry but nobody asked me so. yeah but still you know whatever yeah. you know and you guys I mean I've known each other forever you guys were both on like the vagrant like the, the height of vagrant sure okay <laughs> <laughs> um, we could talk about that if you want it doesn't really it's not Sure. I mean, did um, because I know what uh, confidence man wasn't that the last record that you did on Vagrant? The last. It's the only solo record I did on Vagrant, and I guess yeah, that would be. And the 
I did a project called the Terrible Twos. Okay. That last, those records were on Vagrant, and that was around the same time. It's like 2008. So. What exactly were those? Because um, it's like songs for kids. Okay. It's like if the new Amsterdam songs were about like dinosaurs and bugs and shit. Okay. So like literally it, shit. There's a song called Great Big Poop. <laughs> okay. And and I guess you did that like. Being, did it when my kids were really young. Yeah. And it, I did it. At, it was the first thing that came out under my name after the Get Up Kids broke up quote unquote because I wanted it there to be some sort of like no one's going to be like oh this is his new band that's why the Get Up Kids broke up so he could do a children's album you know but I, I think they, they should know like you said you have three kids so I think like yeah. fatherhood I don't have kids neither does he no. but fatherhood has to change you in like crazy mm-hmm. ways mm-hmm. like my bass player is here somewhere he has a kid he was there somewhere, so. uh, theoretically it makes you more patient and more because you you know you really learn what the term you're acting like a baby yeah. means because you can't actually say that to a baby. Yeah, there's no you know? rationale, right? Like, you can't, like, have a rational right. conversation. Like, it needs to be, like... So, you know, it, it, it puts things in perspective, things that you think are really important, and then you're just like, mm, they're not, it's really... It's yeah. not. So, um, so, Confidence Man was, like, the first thing that you did just as Matt Pryor. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I wanted to ask you because, like, it was like a year, I think, after a foot of, uh, at the foot of my rival, mm-hmm. which was in New Amsterdam's. Um, and then it was like the year that the Get Up Kids got back together. Mm. Yeah, kind of. Hang on. So that, that's kind of wild. You were pretty busy. Sorry, I'm getting, we just recorded some new Get Up Kids songs and they're mixing them right now. And so I'm getting all these texts like, we're mixing via text. Like, we're, listen. Everybody sends their notes back and forth, and it's just like super annoying. Same yeah. thing. I'm actually like I'm in a band, and we're mixing, and that it's the same thing. Yeah, it, I'm gonna turn it off. It's up in the Dropbox. Like, <laughs> That's what we're getting. Like, and dude, and it's like, come on, you know, give your input. I'm like, I'm driving. <laughs> I can't type while I drive. Anyway, sorry. Yes, Rival came out in 2007, right? Yeah. Yes, and then Con Man came out in 2008. Yeah. So. And that was the last one on Vagrant. Now, like, all right, so you figure you make that record. What what made you just name it Matt Pryor? It's kind of like a marketing thing. Like, I just kind of wanted to have, like, everything under my own name. It, it would get kind of confusing. It was like, basically anything that I do is always going to have of the Get Up Kids after it. So it would be, like, the new Amsterdam's featuring Matt Pryor of the Get Up Kids or the Terrible Twos featuring Matt Pryor of the Get Up Kids. So I was like, let's just strip it down to just being me I can perform by myself you have to get over that weird thing of like printing your own name on a shirt which is strange weird right um, but it's, it's it kind of streamlines everything it keeps everything like I don't have to pretend to be a band you know that yeah. if you just go see me you're just gonna go see me if it's like Matt Pryor and the then you'll know it's a band you know just makes things simpler I sometimes with the new amsterdams it was like if i played by myself as the new amsterdams it was confusing because it's a band name that's plural it kind of implies there's more than one person so and i guess like it kind of started like that right it was just you and then mm-hmm. i think you got one of the, one of the brothers involved uh it, it had a rotating cast rotating yeah. but that first record i mean as a huge afghan wigs fan oh nice like, what like yeah, the, the gentleman was like. Have a, you heard a game. the new stuff? Yes, so good, so good. That video with Harmar in it, it Harmar's. I the, didn't see that one yet. Oh, so good. Okay, but I even liked the last record. I did too. I saw them on the old Tomorrow's Parties. We tour. just went, my wife and I, because we go to New Orleans mm, every year, every other year. Like it's where we honeymooned. We just love it there. 
and they were doing a benefit. They were playing Black Love front to back. Oh. And so we went down to New Orleans to go see that. It's so good. So killer. Except they didn't go on until like one in the morning. Yeah. We were like, we got there at like seven. Wow. Like, oh, yeah. we're going to like watch all these bands. <laughs> That'll suck. That'll suck the fun out of it a yeah, little bit. Yeah, we got pretty jazzed. You know, like once drunk. once you get past like the age of like 22, 23. You but know? it's New Orleans too. It's like a Saturday night in New Orleans. So, so it's, it's like, like, it's late. Yeah. You know. But, but Black Love, like, I mean, I remember, I'm like, how are they going to top Gentlemen? And then yeah. that record came out, like Honky's Ladder and like all those, like it's those 11 songs. There's like just not a bad song. No, I agree. So huge. Uh, I but, would say that about 1965 too. Like I, I think that... That record came out when we were first touring, like in 97, I want to say, 98, maybe? I think 98. And I remember we bought, I remember buying it at a record store in Atlanta and just being like, oh, so good. You know what's funny? That's the record. Who's and not? Who's it's, not? It's their <laughs> last record, obviously, b- before they went away. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that record. I don't know why. Really? I have I to revisit it. You know, but it's, anything. Um, it's good for grown up stuff. You, you know, know what, what I'm saying? Maybe. maybe oh, okay. All right. <laughs> but um, and my I wife lo- and I like that record quite nice. a bit. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It is actually okay. I could see that because they did go in that direction. Well, all their stuff's pretty sexy. You know, it's all like R and B kind of. Oh, that's my wife. Hang on a second. Sure, sure. Hey. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I think so. Right. Right. Hey Dan, if you're ready to go, just don't worry about this. Yeah. I'll just pause and no. and pick it up later. Oh yeah, definitely. No. We'll be five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Do it's your fine. thing, man. We'll, so I'll, just, we'll, I'll narrate over your songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, this is uh Dan playing acoustic guitar. Yeah, it's only like you know, like I said, like Alkaline Trio and Get Up Kids are like my Beatles and Led Zeppelin. So it's like yeah. this is perfect. Well here, let's take a let's take a yeah, five take minute a break. break. I'll go set up my gear. And yeah. we're back. There you go. <laughs> All right. So uh that was a fun sound check. Um a little personal, that was nice. Yeah, it was and cool. I, you know, you never really get a chance to see that. Um, you know, Lily showed off her vocals, Rocking did it, man. Dan did some of Emma, so mm-hmm. we're good to go. Um, so we, we were talking about the um, the last record on, on Vagrant, remember? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then from there, like I said, that must have been like a pretty busy year. So, you, you, um, like you said, for, for business reasons, you just moved it to, to Matt Pryor. Yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of got to a point where it was just too expensive. The last New Am's record at the foot of my rival was really heavily orchestrated and like... Uh, Outroduction? That too. That was more... Outroduction was more like oh, bits and pieces. Killed, the one... Was it killed in... There was Killed or Cured that was... There's, no, there's a record called At the Foot of My Rival that came out in 2007. Yes. And that's one that was like really heavy. It had horns and strings and lots of players on it and backup vocals and everything and it wasn't possible to recreate... Lie. I mean, I can. I still play some of those songs, but like they're very, very stripped down. Um, and so that was kind of the catalyst for deciding to make Confidence Man just being like an acoustic record, like a folk pop yeah. record. And uh, just because it's like, I, I, I mean, it doesn't do me any good to make records that I can't 
recreate. recreate. Yeah, so. I mean, it, it definitely was like a little stripped down uh, New Amsterdam's type mm-hmm. record. Um, and then from there, um, I'm, I'm going to go to um, Wrist Slitters, which was like mm-hmm. super, like to me, that was like the perfect combination of Get Up Kids meets New Amsterdam's. Cool. Right? Like I don't that. know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what I feel. Um, super energetic. Um, the songs were really good, like um kind of go to pieces and mm-hmm. like so many questions are like two of the best songs i think you've ever written oh thank you completely um so then from there like i know that you you were doing because you, you came and you did the 20 year anniversary mm-hmm. i was at irving plaza that was awesome um and then you played the paramount so you, you mm-hmm. were doing like a lot of one-offs um here anyway so um so because you figure four years for this record to come out like what is a musician do for four years oh that's a good question uh i mean i toured and then i didn't and i hung out with my kids yeah gardened a lot and uh wrote i've been writing songs for this website downright that does like custom custom songs for people okay and so i've been doing that a lot um and what then, do you mean by custom songs? Like if I like jump you, on. you pay a fee and then you fill out like a questionnaire. Like, what do you want this to be about? Tell me some interesting details. Like, ninety-five percent of them are like for loved ones, like ballads, for, like love songs. And got so it. it's just like, tell me about when you got married, how you proposed, funny story about a trip you went on, that inside joke that only you two make that you guys get, and that's and then the song kind of writes itself from there. So, like, because as time goes on, you figure most people don't buy records anymore. Um, it's got to be, like, super hard to, like, make money off of albums. So you got to tour. And I guess you, you find things like that. Because that's a pretty creative outlet, I yeah, think. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, think, I think it's rare now to be able to be a musician and to just be solely focused on one I'm aspect of it. You got to do... And every and there's so many hustles that you can do now. Yeah. And not everybody they're not right for everybody. So like the songwriting for hire thing, like a lot of people don't like doing it that I know. Like Dan doesn't do it. And just like I find it to be really easy and so it's just a way for me to supplement my income. But I think of records anymore as like promotional items. It's like an excuse for me to go out and play shows and make money. It's the thing that I don't make any money off of, so you gotta make them cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. Cheaper and cheaper. But yeah. uh but the technology is caught up, so like you. Well, kind yeah, of I mean, I've been doing my records in my, in my garage for the last ten years. Okay, so Other no more than, Black Lodge, I think it was called. Yeah, well, I got out of that. We bought that studio in two thousand four, and then I kind of got out of it after we finished Guilt Show, and then because we recorded Guilt Show at, and then the, the Popes and Ed kept it for a couple of years and tried to run it as like a regular studio, and now they sold it to this girl, Kavehi. She's like a YouTube. Uh, hit she yeah. does like looping stuff yeah she's she's really cool nice nice lady good stuff but she lives in the studio and it's her home studio now so so she 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 got kind of like popular through youtube doing some stuff is it yeah it? she's a singer songwriter she's had just a couple like viral videos where she do like a nine inch nail song but like all live like doing loops and stuff it's how do you think how do you cool think stuff. people hit like viral stuff like that do you think it's just like knows? a crap shoot <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's an algorithm that somebody's got figured out, but yeah. I mean, you either got to be funny or get hurt or <laughs> like do something creative. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I guess uh, you do. Getting hurt is definitely funny. Or be that. like a really cute animal or like a kid hopped up on 
on laughing gas in the car, you know. Like the show America's Funniest Home Video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. So that was like the natural progression and stuff. Yeah, I mean, but it's, you know, it is, I don't, I don't know if anybody's figured out what the... No, I, no one has. I have no you know, idea. I thought I mean, maybe you knew, you know, so... Oh, um, I've never had a viral video. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, so I, I have to ask you, okay, like as, as a longtime fan... All right, you guys go with um, something to write home about, mm-hmm. and then from there, on a wire comes out, right? What was like, kind of like the frame of mind that, like, because it, to do it, something different, to do something different. So yeah. it's like definitely because like it, such a good record, um, but I'm sure I remember you know seeing it like on the, um, you know, on that tour and stuff like that. So, but when you played some of those songs and then mixed in the slower stuff, like how was the audience? Uh, I mean, at the time on that first tour that we did, uh, I think one of the things that we learned is that that's probably maybe one of the first records that we made where we hadn't, where we wrote the record and recorded it before we ever played any of those songs okay. live. Yeah. And as we play them live, and even now when we play them live, they they're more aggressive and they're you know they're faster for the most part. I mean, not like overdue, but like, um, and so I think what we learned was that like. Yes, these are good songs, but they're not terribly... You can't, like, jump up and down to them, yeah. you know? And so that first tour that we did, we were so excited about the record that we played On a Wire in its entirety, but then we also played all the other songs that everybody else wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. So we were playing for, like, two and a half hours every night, and that was just exhausting. And then we were doing this, like, eight-minute-long, like, reggae jam of Walking on a Wire that was just so self-indulgent it was insane what a great solo though that little tag on, on the song i yeah. love it so um but yeah and 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 that's where having two singers is kind of like good right because jim can mm-hmm. sing those others yeah he doesn't i mean he's actually singing more in the new stuff we've been writing uh so it may end up being more like 50 50 on the next record but yeah it's we always have to put in like we do one jim song every five in the set so yeah. it's like one, two, three, four, me, one gym. One, two, three, four, me, one gym. Got it. But there's only so many of those to choose from, so some of them we're just sick to death of. And, um... But I love playing Campfire Kansas because I just leave and go make a drink. Yes, <laughs> and, and the, the crowd loves that song. I think the crowd always loved that song. Um, and then for the last record, there are rules. Mm-hmm. Now, was that like a funny name because well, there something... aren't any rules? Because the record was so different. You know, you can you can... You can. I could tell you that's the case, but yeah. really, it's just a dumb inside joke about being on tour in Germany. We're just like okay, because they're very they're very strict about everything. Yeah, and be like, hey, you think uh, think we could uh, push set times back like five minutes, let a few more people get in here? And like, oh no, Mr. Pryor, <laughs> we cannot do this. <laughs> Like, it doesn't really f- change anything. Just right. so know. that's so that, there are rules. There are rules. <laughs> that's, a, that's a better. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's, that's, that's a better awesome. story. Very James I'm Bond villain. He- I'm hesitant. To, I don't want to, like, insult Germans, but yeah. they, they, they do love their rules. They're yeah. so far away, though, you know? So yeah. You can. The, there's this thing called a podcast that goes out <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> the day this podcast makes it to Germany. We German, made it, man. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. We, we could definitely um, retire. Yeah. So. But, yeah, I mean, you can definitely be like, oh, yeah, there's no rules. There are rules. And it's just kind of like, yeah, that just kind of works after. After the fact, it was really more of an inside joke. Because I, 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 you know, when I listened to it, I was like, yeah, they're they definitely because you figure from from guilt show to there, but then also simple science was almost like a um, mm-hmm. kind of like a rules and si- simple science were kind of written during the same time yeah. period. So then that makes it simple science is just more song. kind of like concise, like 
it's like we wrote seven songs and we used four of them. Whereas with rules, we wrote, I don't know how many, 13 songs and used 11 of them. You know, like, yeah. there was less, less like, I mean, I, I, I like that record. It's fucking weird. But it's weird. Songs like what, I think, like Shatter, Shatter the Lungs. Shatter Your Lungs. Um, and there was, like, a couple that, like, Well, really Shatter Your Lungs doesn't have any guitars in it at all. Yeah, it's... It and was, was just kind of like, I like, eh, that's cool. You know, <laughs> just like... But it just, it was so and different. And they were like, shouldn't we put guitars in it? And like, well, it doesn't need it. I mean, are we just being dishonest and like trying to be like a caricature of yourself if you're just like, well, it's got to have guitars in it. Yeah. Like, did you ever see that Metallica documentary, Some Kind of Monster? So awesome. We talked about it the There's whole There's a whole thing episode. where Kirk's <laughs> talking about like, well, maybe it doesn't need to have a guitar no. solo. And they're like, it's not a Metallica song if it doesn't have a uh, guitar solo no. in it. I've referenced that when we were doing Shatter Your Lungs and like, is it a Get Up Kid song if it doesn't have guitars in it? And I was like, well, yeah, because we wrote it. Yep. So fuck it, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, it's not a song everybody likes and it's not like, but it's. A, I think it's a good song. I think it's a great song. Um, a lot of it even had like, maybe kind of like a Devo feel to it, but mm-hmm. I, I could be completely There's out of There's a lot of mind. stuff on that record that's very like, Angular and absolutely and German, huh? <laughs> ironic to German. A lot of like <laughs> a lot of like the uh, the popes are really like into can and stuff like that. So as long like as you guys didn't brush with bedpans while nice. you were there, uh, like, uh, different is good. I, I always enjoyed different. You know, no. different is good. Different's good. It's also yeah. but like it's kind of interesting now because like we've been writing now and it's kind of more straight ahead. But it's like I don't know. We we I think we figured out a way to like play like to. The way we've been describing it, these new songs we've been writing, is it's like, okay, so this is the band that wrote something to write home about, but now. And so it's like, it's not that. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that record, but it's a lot of elements of that. And lyrically, it's a lot of, like, songs about, it sounds stupid to say this, like about, like, being a grown-up. Whereas, like, those songs are kind of about being a kid, you know? Like, and just the whole emo thing, it's like lyrical more than anything else which is like all these songs of like longing and loss and and love and stuff and this is more songs about like death i mean i just turned 40 you know it's just like you know it's i'm one behind i'm you. probably clo- yeah. I'm, I'm in november so i'm yeah getting so up we're, there we're the yeah. same age yeah. so it's 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 kind of interesting to be like it's the same sort of like earnestness and like the lyrics and stuff and then just also we're just kind of like so we found we had this revelation. We just did this new song called Maybe. And it came from Jim found an old cassette demo that I had done on a four track. It must have been like the last thing I wrote for something right home about and we just didn't use it cuz we didn't, we already had enough songs. And we put it in and we're like, "Shit, this chorus is good." And then we le- we relearned it and we rewrote the song and like it, it's totally different. I mean, the chorus is still the same, but it's real like riffy. I was like, oh yeah, we used to write riffs all the time. Like action and action's like a like like a, or ten minutes of fucking like it's a riff. And I'm yeah. just like, all right, maybe yeah. we should try writing riffs again. It's been twenty years. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> the sound guy was actually in a band called Action Action. He was really, uh, yeah. <laughs> Coincidentally, yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, or can't is wait to, it? Can't wait, can't, <laughs> can't wait to hear it. Uh, when does I'm pretty stoked on it. We're just kind of piecemealing it together right now. Rob plays in Spoon. Get the fuck out of here. He's been in that band for about 10 years now, and they just put a new record that out. That fucking record's awesome. Yeah, I haven't heard it yet. It's so good. It's very, it's a little different from the from, from the ones, but I'll tell you, Britt Daniels has one of my favorite rock voices. Like, it's He's got a good voice, yeah. Great voice. It kind of sounds like a modern Elvis Costello a little mm, bit. It's okay. kind of like snotty sounding. Yes. But like, in a, I mean that in a good way. In, like, a, in a complete good way. 
but yeah, so we're kind of we're kind of at the mercy of Spoon's schedule right now. And then like I had a record coming out, and then James is working on a Reggie record, and Reggie's out with Sandy Thing and Bayside. Lindenhurst. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Do you ever visit him on Long Island? Who <laughs> James? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Cool. I invited him to come out tonight, but he's on tour. Yeah. Uh, so with Reggie? Reggie's out with Sandy Thing and Bayside. Oh, that's right. And he's working on a new Reggie record. He's recording. Uh, a new record with uh, Ray Toro from My Chemical Romance is producing it. Okay, and you guys did a couple of songs together, right? Like four. We did like an EP, like just because it was we, like Get Up Kids weren't doing anything, and we're like, let's. I, James had these like song. He's really good at coming up with like the music, and I'm better at coming up with the words and the melodies and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it works well. Like he'll just send me like a demo, and I'll just be like, oh, all right, I can write a song with this. Those songs were really good. Like his. Um yeah, same thing with me. Like when I write a song, it's like usually like I like mumble a melody, yeah, and then I'll fill in the words. Almost when I'm at the studio, mm-hmm. it's like okay, like I'll have like an idea. I usually, for the most part, I'll do that beforehand. I did this last Get Up Kid stuff. I some of the lyrics I just wrote. I mean, I've gotten to the point with the downright thing where I'm I'm so like dialed in writing lyrics that like it's pretty pretty quick. You have to be because there was a time <coughs> like you figure you were doing three things. You know, you did. Um, you know, you did the Get Up Kids, New Amsterdam's, and then the Matt Pryor solo stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, geez. I write a lot of songs. Yeah, like, but not the, all winners. <laughs> but still, like, <laughs> but the ones that are pretty as, good. As far <laughs> they are, as as far as like lyrics go, like you have to constantly write lyrics. Well, the trick is just to find something you want to talk about, and that the, you know, with the songs for hire, they're giving me the content, so it's really easy to like just come up with metaphors with that. With you know, with my own stuff it's just like well i don't want to write like 10,000 love songs you yeah. know it, but you know find things to be angry about or things to well you, be you live about. like you live life you figure you're a touring musician mm-hmm. um you have kids you're married like yeah, there's a lot of things that, that 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 go on you know for for some people they don't really, topics huh? yeah they don't really leave the town you know no. like well, every time you I have I to <laughs> kind of come around to that because i used to make the joke like you know no one wants to hear i love my wife i love my kids everything's great yeah. in a rock song but it's life's never like i'm much I've, i love I, that's that's all true but it's like it's still a struggle every day you know like it's life life is life is hard yeah i guess Wow, I don't know. This yeah. is this part's fairly easy. Yeah, this part's easy. So, um, so all right. So the, the Get Up Kid record, and then was the last New Amsterdam's record called Outroduction? Because that was kind of like a, a closing. A closing. It was right? like sort of like odds and ends, like kind of like what Eudora was for Get Up Kids, which is like we had done like some seven inches and like some various comp tracks, and I put them and stuff that like never saw the light of day. But I was like, this is also really good. So let's just do kind of a a bookend. So if you look at the the artwork for yep. it, it says the best band you never heard on it, which I always kind of thought was funny. I didn't actually ask him to do that, but yeah. he put it on there. It was pretty but, funny. And and the the songs that you picked are like my playlist. You know, it's like, a, I think it's a pretty solid record. I think it's a little scatterbrained. It kind of goes like all over the place, but but I like that because it's like oh here's like an alternate version. Here's a B side. Here's a cover. Right. You know you have Bowie, The mm-hmm. Cure, uh, New Order. Like who's the Motley fan? Me. <laughs> That's one take. The really? vocals one take. Oh, that song's so good. Oh. I know I can sing. I mean, it's me and Josh from the anniversary. He's playing the synthesizer on it, and it's just they started doing shows again, right? Mm-hmm. And then he and I, me and Josh, and then Jim from Get Up Kids started a pop punk band like last month. That's called Radar State. We just started writing songs. It's fun. It's okay. like super fast, like kind of 
Screeching Weasley sort okay. of like pop punk just for fun. Just for fun, yeah. yeah. And and they had like an interesting thing too because they had their uh, the the breakdown nervous breakdown record, mm-hmm. and then the next one was uh, Your Majesty, which was completely different. I almost mm-hmm. felt like it's it's like well, I've I've told them too that I think part of the reason that we have this sort of like, you know, I'm just gonna make the music that I want to make. I don't really. You know, consequences be damned just because of our relationship with them because it's very they've always just been like when they kind of we kind of brought them into the fold and they kind of became these like indie emo kids or whatever and then they're like what the fuck is emo they're like they're just like they got we're a rock band you know like they wanted to be like you know the pulsars you know like they wanted to be like Weezer, like not Weezer, like the way you think of it now but like no back like or like the uh, rentals the first rentals right uh, you know like even the last rentals was great yeah and it's just like so they were like well we're you know we're listening to a lot of like neil young and stuff now so we're just gonna follow you what we tell. do and we were just kind of like yeah fuck this emo halftime breakdown bullshit let's octave chords are stupid let's just like you know yeah let's let's bring in some acoustic guitars and try something different and i I, i'm grateful for that because even though you have to take your lumps it it establishes that you it's very much like i i'm gonna do people know from the get-up kids that we're gonna do what we want to do yeah i mean because all your records you could argue that they're all very different they are very different you know like guilt show, like you know, like four minute mile. I mean, just everything um, was Washington Square Park actually about Washington Square Park, though. It's about a guy buying drugs in Washington Square Park. I bought drugs in Washington yeah. Square Park once. <laughs> I as some kid that like they went to high school. I don't know half those songs. I don't really even know what they're about. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would anything yeah. that Jim sings. I'm, I don't have any idea what he's talking about. Yeah, actually, that's not true. I remember some of them. There was this one girl in particular, but. Well, she's that was many moons many ago. Many moons ago. And and I'm nineteen years clean, I think, right? Nice. Something like that. Nineteen ninety eight was the last time I did anything. Nice. So. Oh nice. Congratulations. Um that's why I could say that stupid nice. Washington Square thing. Um so it's, yeah. That record's twenty years old this year. Yeah, crazy. Ninety seven. Right? Well, I remember because, like, like I said, you guys did the the the, the twenty year tour. Well, we were talking about trying to do some twenty year four minute mile shows, but I don't think it's gonna work with uh with uh, the spoon schedule thing, because it was one of those like every once in a while, like when James was playing in my chem, like we had to do some shows without him, and then sometimes with spoon stuff, like if we have something booked, but then spoon gets like they're fucking, super like, busy, open for Wilco in like China or something, you know, or yeah. something weird. And they so, would actually do that. Yeah, actually, no, those motherfuckers happened, or something like it. Like, are you a Wilco fan? Yeah, yeah, they're like one of my favorite I, I, bands. I, I don't. I'm. It's. I don't begrudge any of it. It's a scheduling nightmare, but it's just like, you know, it's, it's rock and roll, dude. Their band's huge. Of course, like, do what you got to do. But anyway, we didn't want to do any of the, like, if we were going to do, like, a four-minute mile show, we didn't want to make sure it was, like, all the original. Like, it wasn't, like, three get-up kids and two fillers, you know, like, yeah. playing a reunion show. It was just like, well, no, it's just not Yeah, so, so the schedule didn't, like, work out. So. Yeah. And can you... Like, do you remember how to play any of the like all those songs? Yeah, yeah, we we, uh, we played the whole record front to back one time in Japan, like two or three years ago. Okay. And we play, you know, Amy and No Love and Shorty and Coming Clean and stuff. Yeah, of course, all the time. Like, yeah, all the time. Uh, you have to play Amy every goddamn show. 
or yeah. people will be mad. It's a fucking great song, you know. It's f- it's a fine song. <laughs> yeah, you know, definitely like like, and it, there's so many parts to it. And by the time you get to the end, it's just so. I tell people though, it's it's a f- really fun song to perform. It's an awful song to rehearse because we all know it front to back, and it's just like, hey, we haven't played a show in six months. I guess we should run the songs. <laughs> and we're just like, for fuck's sake, really? Do we have to? I'm like. Well, we're getting paid a lot of money to go yeah. play this no. festival. It'd be a shame if, like, you know, we totally suck. It's like, God damn it. All right. Oh, go get some beer. Let's nope. just do it. And it ends up being, like, the r- modest Yahoo version of Amy. You know, it's, like, all, like, reggae. Like, yeah, because you could do it in your sleep. Yeah. It's, like, whatever. It's, so. Or we'll play 10 minutes, like, really quietly. Yeah. Um, all right. So, like, I don't want to keep you too long. So, um, You're fine. I just want to like ask you. Um, the wagons are circling around us. They're gonna pounce. Yeah, I get it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, what is the biggest difference of like being a tour musician in like 1996 to today? Well, I mean, our first tour was in '97. Yes. I mean, we started playing shows in '96, but our first tour was in '97, opening with Braid, not opening. It was Braid, wow. And uh, oh yeah, you did the split. The big difference there is there was no. I mean, there was email around that time, but there wasn't like the internet as you you know it now, and uh, that's a huge difference. But basically, I've kind of learned to think of the internet as like one really big zine that like spreads all over the world, kind of like the way like. I don't know if you remember, there was this thing called Book, book Your Own Fucking Life, this maximum yeah. rock and roll thing. Yeah, of course. That we booked a lot of shows out of back in the day where it's just like a listing. Do you know what that is? No, I never heard of it. It was like that. this book that this magazine, this punk mag would put out every year that was like, okay, Iowa, Des Moines, Joey from the PPs does shows in his mom's garage, here's his phone number. And so you could just randomly call people. Gotcha. Is this Joey? Just, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, hey, I got your number out of Book Your Own Fuck Your Life. And then it's just like, all right, yep, cool. Um, so, you know, w- there was that. And then there's the whole when the bottom fell out of the industry with the Napster thing and all that stuff. But I was just kind of like, I mean, at the time, I was just like, that's fine. I was just, I was sort of like, yeah, these companies are kind of really taking advantage of these artists anyway. So let's shake the tree and, like, yeah. see what happens. and fucking kick these dinosaurs out you know like absolutely we did a tour that was sponsored by napster actually which was kind of a strange thing but what year was that what year was the napster thing 99 maybe 2000 something yeah. like that um and then now it's just a matter of like it's everything's like a it's instead of it being one big hustle where it's like make record go on tour yeah it's like a lot of little ones you know what i mean where it's just like and that's why like uh it's like you want to go to these guys, do these guys' podcasts, and I'm like, yeah, absolutely, because like I support this medium as like I'd much rather do this than like an interview, like a proper like. So, what are your influences? <laughs> like, how would you describe your band? And I'm like, yeah. I wouldn't. That's your job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. I would describe it. No, as we like I'm like when I tell you, like I shit my pants because like we just started doing this like two months ago and. It's it's just a big deal that you know people would take time to do this. So I appreciate. Well, I, I think it. it's good, like in the way of like anything that where you're doing like a one. This is me personally, but I find that anything, everything has gotten like bigger but smaller at the same time. So like you're doing you're worldwide, but you're also one on one with a, a lot more people. So like doing stuff like this feels very natural to me because it's like 
oh yeah, I'm hand assembling seven inches in my basement and, and putting them in the mail and like corresponding with people or doing fanzine interviews, uh, you know, in Kansas City. And I, like, I think that's how we all came up. Like, cause yeah. he was in, in a band. Yeah. He actually, what your singer book, Get Up Kids, didn't they? A long time ago. Yeah, I think when you toured with Coalesce. Who was your singer? Uh, His name was Chris. We were in a band called Sky Came Falling together. Chris? Chris what? Had the crazy Greek last name, Tompanakis. Huh. Yeah, him and actually, him and Mike Dubin worked together on it. What? Uh, Huh. Because Dubin gave us one of our first shows on Long Island at the Dublin U Pub. That's what I'm talking about. With Coalesce. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so. Crazy. Yeah, we all you know kind of came up with that you know like just i guess with those ethics so it's like mm-hmm. hey the well, it's a very diy thing and podcasts are great for that because it's just like you know this is a nice setup but like you don't need this much shit to do that you know what i mean like <laughs> listen well, let me t- let me let me tell you a secret that the audience <laughs> the audience my our friends that are listening yeah. um we don't know what the fuck we're doing yeah. we we're just like he wanted to do it like two years ago and i said no because I just didn't want to do it, and then I I get I did like a guest spot on one, and I was like, oh maybe I will, and then like I usually have two bands, so well, I'm down you, to one. I figure <laughs> you guys probably grew up, you're New York guys, you probably grew up on Stern and, and yeah, stuff yeah. Yep. like that, which yep. is like just having a conversation, these long form mm-hmm. like talking things that he's been doing for thirty years oh, yeah. that like uh, now lifelong. anybody can do yeah. lifelong, yeah, Stern fan. Yep. But now like podcasts, like that's all I li- like. I listen to m- a lot of music. But then there's just like random dudes. Like I heard fucking Danny Boy on from House of Pain on this guy Dean Del Rey's podcast. Yeah, Dean Del Rey's awesome. Yeah, Let There Be Talk. Yeah, yeah. He, I was fucking for ninety Dean's minutes. Awesome. I'm sitting there listening. He has the best guest. Like, yeah, well, he's an interesting dude. Yeah, I mean, and I did I did my podcast for like a year, and it was just kind of like I ended up getting too busy. What like, was it called? It was called Nothing to Write Home About. I did Fuck. like that's funny that's good right but I just and I, I would do it again because I like doing this but it's just like I hated booking it like if I could just sit down and talk to people that yeah. would be great but I hated booking it I hated editing it I hated posting everything and then like there's no money in it and yeah. it's just like you know and that's not we bad. have no money so it's good. right <laughs> but it's just like uh, so I took a break I'd, I'd love to do it again if we ever get to the point where like get up kids is the only hustle that I'm doing which yeah. is the easiest hustle that I have, just the rarest one that happens because everybody it's else. It's the flagship. I mean, it, yeah. it just is. It, it allows. No, I know. It's like I said before. Like it, anything that I do is always going to have that band's name at the end of it, and that's fine. I don't mind. But it's just like if we're not an active touring band, which we haven't been since 2011, then I need to like hustle. You know, it takes me three hustles to make what I would make, you know, like doing downright, playing solo shows, like doing web performances yeah, and yeah. stuff like that to, to earn what I would earn just doing like a weekend with Get Up. Kick out the spoon guitarist. Huh? I said kick out the spoon guitar. Yeah, I don't have any say in that. Um, um, but no, I just, I, I think that it's, I don't know, it's it's really cool. I, I, I mean, I... My daughter was making fun of me because we went to Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash in Red Bank, so and I'm a big Tell Em Steve Dave fan, so like, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, yeah, and then like yeah. Walt came out, and I'm like, hey man, I'm an aunt from way back, and he's like, oh, all right, and I was like, ah! <laughs> so, like, I still love those movies. I love Clerk 2. Um, he made some shitty movies, but like, those early movies are just oh, phenomenal. Great. I like so his, good. His, la- his newer movies are so fucking weird and stupid that they're great. 
like uh, like yoga hosers. Yeah, I didn't see yoga so hosers. Tusk was really oh, weird. Tusk was awesome. It's so weird. Yeah. Yoga hosers is really just dumb and funny. But like I like that a, he did it for his daughter. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, like he did it for his daughter. Well, and I watch it with my daughter, and she's like, "This is, movie's hilarious." Yeah. Okay, and that's what he said. Yeah, he mm-hmm. just basically said he's like, "I just want young girls to look at the cover and be like, yes, I want to watch yeah. this.'" Yeah, and then like the stuff that he wrote on why he made it, it made me just be like, you know what? He's that's a, awesome. He's a force for good. I think overall, like his podcasts and just like. He's super supportive of like, you know what, you got an idea, do it. Yeah. He's like, I grew up in New Jersey and everybody always told me I couldn't do anything. And then I made this stupid movie and like it's the last 25 years have been on that. And I'm just like, yeah, that's, you know, I mean, that's, we put out our first seven inch on our own, you know, like we, it all starts from there. Yeah. You right, started this podcast on your own. It's all it's a, yeah, just I mean, world domination. It only from t- here on out. <laughs> and it, it actually, like I said, it was just for that one podcast that my friend did, and it was for a movie called The Final Girls. Great movie. So we we I've never seen that one. Oh it's, yeah, so oh good. Oh my god, it made all our t- like our number one list. Yeah. So then from there, like we, um, the, the guy who hosted the show I was on, we got the director on. We did a screening for the movie, and it's kind of like how I was like, oh, maybe podcasting is cool, and oh. I like it. So, because we're just, all we're doing is just having a conversation. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, I, I don't want to take more of your time. I can't wait yeah, for the show tonight. Him set up the merch. Um, thank you, Anthony Race, for, for hooking this up. Anthony's my boy. He's on his, I, I, I don't know, I'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll all find out. Thank <laughs> you, Matt, so thank much you, Matt. for doing really this. And uh, that's it. it. Red River Podcast. Uh, see you later. Say, say goodbye, Parker. Bye-bye.